So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. What's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you're having a fantastic day. I know I sure am, and I'm really excited to dig into today's content. Just really quickly, if you don't have your copy yet of The Last Relapse, it is available on all major platforms. It is my system with all the tools and all the resources I could possibly think of that are required to get fully free of pornography long term. Uh, The book actually comes with a free workbook. So all that is available to you when you get the book. And um, you can get it on Amazon, you can get it on Indigo, Barnes & Noble, Apple Books, uh, whatever, wherever you buy your stuff, it's available. And uh, and I just wanted to make sure you know about it because technically it's still launch week. Uh, this book came out February 2nd and, um, and I'm doing my best to make sure everybody who needs this gets an opportunity to do exactly that. So um, last relapse, all major platforms. Today we are talking about are you being tempted or are you being tested? And it's really interesting. We, we get asked this question, I think, pretty regularly And if we don't get asked it, we can tell that our clients are asking it of themselves. And the interesting thing is this is actually not very specific to porn addiction. Like it has a very specific application to porn addiction. But this question gets asked all the time, right? As we go through challenges in life and we're trying to discern like, is this, is this God? Is this me? Is this the devil? Uh, You know, how do we make sure that the decisions we make And the directions that we take in life are actually aligned with the will of God and that they're not driven by our flesh and and that they're certainly not driven by the enemy. So this question comes up and it's really interesting for me because I guess, you know, I love helping guys get free of porn. That's kind of what I'm all about. That is the emphasis of what we do here. And yet what we actually find is that as guys start to heal and get free and go in our program, their questions shift from the nuts and bolts of getting free of porn towards more life things, you know, handling relationships, making a decision about a career, starting a business. You know, I've had a couple guys ask me, hey, how did you actually start deep clean and build this thing? I've been thinking about doing it myself. I I think I really want to do it, man. And I just, um, you know, can you like give me some tips or that sort of thing? Um, But it's interesting because even in that, you know, people are so Um, like skittish, like, you know, I only want to do the will of God and I don't want to make a mistake. And, you know, like I really have this desire to da, 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 but I don't want it to be my flesh. And, you know, I think we're just always trying to make sure that what we do is godly. And it comes from an incredible place in, in the hearts of most men that we work with who are just very pure and sincere in their desire to serve God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength, just like you. You know, it's why you listen to this podcast. You want to become more like the person God made you to be. And that is something that I find just unbelievably admirable and and worth the applause. So kudos to you. And it's why I want to talk about this really important subject of how do you tell if you're being tempted or if you're being tested? So let's just try to define these words as a starting point and then talk into, I guess, some specific parts that are going to help you maybe identify the difference between the two. Uh, being tempted. Being tempted is when there is some sort of 
allure to engage in an activity, a thought, or some sort of pattern that has an immediate reward but a long-term consequence. Jesus was tempted in every way. That's what Hebrews 4 says. We see that actually on many occasions in, I shouldn't say many, but on at least a handful of occasions in the New Testament, Jesus was tempted. And the most notable being in Luke chapter 4, where he's in the wilderness tempted by the devil. And the devil's first temptation is, why don't you command these stones to turn into bread? An immediate reward, right? Because Jesus had been fasting for 40 days and he's hungry. So the devil says like, hey, if you're the son of God, just turn the stone into bread. Problem solved, right? An immediate reward with a long-term consequence. Because of course, if Jesus did give in to the temptations of the enemy, number one, he would actually nullify his baptism experience with the father, where the father, um, the, the heavens opened and the father's voice said, you are my son in you, I'm well pleased. So by giving into that temptation, which is if you are the son of God, Jesus would have actually partnered with a, a lie, which is that he had to prove himself when in the previous chapter or in the previous experience before he came into the wilderness, he was already proven by the established word of God. But secondly, of course, Jesus is now reacting to the devil. Do you see how if, if he were to actually turn the stones into bread, yes, he would have food to eat. He would have an immediate reward. But the long-term consequence is that he is now actually living his life in reaction to the devil. Now, whatever causes the reaction is always in power. Listen to that really carefully. Whatever causes the reaction is holds the power. So if my wife and I are in an argument, all right, and my wife, uh, well, actually, no, let, this is actually much, this is, what, this is what happens more often anyway. Let's say I say something that's a little bit uncalled for. If my wife sees that I have made a huge mistake and she says, all right, when you're ready to be respectful again, I will continue this conversation. What she's doing is she's saying, I'm not, I'm not reacting to your little cheap shot. No, 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 no. That I'm not giving that any power in this situation. Let me know when you want to talk again. But if she, if I took a cheap shot at her and she takes one back at me, then, then she is now reacting to my cheap shot and I have the power, so to speak. Now, Again, we're not, we're not talking about how to gain power in a relationship uh, or in a conflict. That's not what this is about, but hopefully you see what I mean. When you are reacting, you do not have the power. And so, so anytime we give in to temptation, we affirm our powerlessness. So it's very important we understand when a temptation has come before us. Now, it's very interesting because I personally don't believe that seeing somebody attractive is a temptation. When you really learn to engage with the beauty of God and you understand that God is a beautiful being and everything, therefore, that is created in his image must be beautiful, it is okay to see somebody attractive. That is not a temptation. But the temptation for Sathya 
is that he sees the attractive person and then he starts to imagine engaging with that person sexually. That becomes a problem. Now, now we're talking about temptation and lust and everything else. So sometimes we feel like, um, you know, oh, I, I'm getting these, all these attracted people around me. There's these people that I feel drawn to. And I, I just feel like I'm being tempted all the time. It's like, they're just attractive people. It's okay. You, you might be tempted to, to do something or, or to think about doing something with them. That's the temptation. But the mere existence of an attractive person does not put you on the defensive. So understand that. Now, this actually is a good segue into testing. God does test us. It says that all throughout scripture, and we see time and time again, God tests his people, especially the people that he loves and that he longs to trust on a deeper level. Think about Abraham, who gets the instruction to kill his first and only son, the son he had to wait a hundred years for, the son of promise. That's literally what Isaac means, son of promise. And he gets the word, he gets the instruction, you are to kill your son. He's 14 years old, roughly. And so there, there he is, Isaac on the altar being like, hey, dad, what are we, is this what we were supposed to do? I, I had a different understanding of what we were doing when you said we were going to go hunting in the mountains, you know? And, and there is Isaac like on the altar and, and Abraham is ready to do the deed in the name of the Lord to trust him. And, and God says, okay, okay, you did it. You passed. Go instead. There's, there's a ram over there in the thicket. Go grab that ram and sacrifice him instead. God has no problem testing us. Now, here's what I want you to understand, okay? And this is the most important part. God does not test us to punish us. He tests us to promote us. God was not testing Abraham and being like, wahahaha, yes, sacrifice your son and then, then we will see if you're really a worthy man. He, he's simply testing the heart because he, he's just trying to evaluate where is this person's trust. And, and you know what? If, if Abraham didn't, he's like, that must be, like, let's say he gets the word, like, you are to go sacrifice your son, um, da, 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 da. And Abraham goes, in Jesus' name, I rebuke that spirit. You know, I know that can't be from God. No, no, no. We, we reject it. We refuse it. Um, absolutely not. And let's say he totally missed the mark. He doesn't get punished for that either. There's, there's no punishment with tests. Okay, this is not like a school test where you pass or you fail or you get graded on how well you do something. It's, it's not like that. And, and your performance has no ramifications for your value, your worth, or your relationship with him. But, but, if you fail, you will take the test again. Because when God tests you in an area, what he is really saying is, hey son, this part of your heart it needs to be addressed. You know, all those things you're praying for, all those promises that you're hoping for, I want you to get there too. In fact, I actually want you to get there more than you, yourself. But this thing in your heart, it's actually gonna cause you to not steward those promises appropriately. It's, this thing is gonna hold you back from really enjoying the fullness of what I have. So you do have to take this test. And you know what? You failed it the first 200 times. 
But guess what? Today's a new day. My, new, my mercies are new for you today. You get to take this test again. And when you do pass it, it's going to be so good. It's going to be so worth it. So that's the difference between a temptation and a test. See, a, a temptation is trying to pull you away. A test is necessary for you to move forward. So the million dollar question becomes, how do we know if we're being tested or if we're being tempted? And there's a, there's a couple things to bear in mind. Number one is we are trying to always evaluate, is it short-term reward or short-term sacrifice for long-term reward or long-term gain? See, when Jesus was tempted in the desert, he knew that he could temporarily experience a reward. He could experience a short-term reward, but it would come with a long-term cost. He, he was aware of it. And maybe, maybe he didn't have the, the, the wherewithal in that moment. You know, he'd been fasting for 40 days. The guy's probably pretty hungry. So maybe he isn't thinking even so much long-term. But even short-term, what you're trying to look at is, is this going to reward me or is this going to cost me? And if it's going to cost you, then what you're trying to ask is, is, it, is this cost, does the cost come with compassion or does it come with condemnation? Because there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. See, sometimes we actually try to force ourselves into making sacrifices to, to take tests that God is not assigning to us. We only want to, we only want to take the tests that God assigns to us. Um, can you imagine in, in school, like you're, you have a midterm halfway through the semester and you have an exam at the end, but can you imagine at like three quarters of the way through, you create a new test for yourself uh, that, that you write and you submit it to your professor and you're like, hey, I, I took this extra test. Can I get some credit for it? They're going to be like, no, I didn't ask you to take this test. Like, good job. I hope it helps you internalize the information. But no, there's no reward for, for this. I'm sorry. There's no reward. You'd be like, what? Yeah, because why would we ever take a test that we don't need to take? We only want to take tests that we're supposed to. And what we're looking for is, are these tests being presented in a way that, that comes with compassion or condemnation? Now, there might just so you know, you might not see either of them. But if condemnation is present, where it's like, hey, if you don't do this, then God's going to hold all his promises back from you and da-da-da-da. That's probably the enemy because there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. But if God's saying, you know, God actually spoke this to me once. Uh, this was probably about five, six years ago. And um, God had said to me, I, I was gearing up for the summer and I was a local church pastor at the time. So what that meant is that the summers are boring. You know, there's just not a lot going on because your congregants are away on vacation and a lot of the programming stops or it's, it dwindles and it kind of is a reduced capacity. So I was just saying, you know, God, what should my priorities be this summer? And he said, Sathya, if you make me a priority this summer, I will make you a priority the rest of your life. An incredible promise, but contingent on something, right? Now, he, he didn't say, Sathya, if you, if, you, um, if you make me a priority, I'll make you a priority the rest of your life. But if you don't make me a priority, then it's over for you, brother. Like, this is it. You can forget about God moving in your life. I'm going to go find other people to move in. There, there's no condemnation. There's no, you know, sleazy salesman tactics here. It's just, it's just a promise that, and it's letting me know, hey, here's, here's how you obtain the promise. So what we're trying to evaluate is, is this leading me on the path of promise? And if it is, 
then it, it's reason to pay good attention. Now, I want to translate all this into the most relevant context, which is, of course, in the arena of sexual temptation. So I feel tempted sometimes to, to fantasize. That's one of the areas that I have to really guard against and that I am continuing to work on. Does God test me by sending attractive girls around to see if I can handle being tempted? No. Temptation and testing are, are, rarely, are rarely intertwined. They're usually separate paths. Like Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, but he wasn't tested. God was not testing him. Now, God did allow the enemy to tempt him, if we want to get a little more theological about it. But God was not testing him. Satan was tempting him. And there's a difference. The other thing we look for is the voice of love. God always speaks with the voice of love. His tonality is always loving. So if, you know, um, if you are, I'm trying to think of an example here. You know, let's say you're going to a work party and there's somebody there that you find attractive and, you know, you're a married person and generally, it's always professional, but, you know, it's a work party and you, you know that sometimes, you know, people unwind a little bit and their walls are down and whatever, whatever. Sometimes we, we're kind of like, oh, you know, it, like the, I, I was really, I've been really just feeling tested or tempted by the enemy lately. You know, like I think God's really testing me in this season because I can just notice my thoughts are racing and there's this particular coworker that I, I kind of find attractive and, you know, my thoughts have just been racing about her and I'm going to be at this work party and, you know, I really, I'm just, I can just feel like the, the testing is really coming. So we have to be really careful. Is it the testing of God or is it the tempting of the enemy? It's going to be one or the other. It, it, we don't want to get those things mixed up because sometimes that can happen. Now, if it is the temptation of the enemy then what it means is you are responsible to ensure that you are handling this situation in a way that's godly and honorable. You're going to draw some, some clear boundaries and you're going to say, no, we're not going to dance with the devil here. We're not going to play with fire. We're not going to dabble. We're not going to, you know, boundary skim. We are going to say no. Keep it really clear. Now, if God's testing you, which by the way, God... God does not test you with attractive people. That's totally silly. He doesn't test you with those kinds of things. But if he was testing you, what we would want to see is, what is the long-term reward of it? So I don't think, I don't think God tests you by bringing, by bringing these situations around where you're suddenly compromised. I think that um, in the realm of sexuality and whatever else, that God actually has set life up in such a way that we are naturally tested on a regular basis. It's not God writing or creating a test for us. It is just that there are things in life that enable us to get stronger, to, to build up some resilience, and to walk into more freedom. So I, I think the same is true here. Like, I don't think if you find like, oh, there's just all these attractive people around me lately, and you know, God must really be testing me. Um, no, not necessarily. Could just be a coincidence. Could be something going on in your heart. There could be some things. God's probably not necessarily testing you. Now, I've had a couple times where afterwards I realized that was a test and I missed the mark. Uh, I can think of a, a time where my wife and I got into an argument and I had a moment where I thought, 
oh, I, I really shouldn't say what I want to say, but, oh, you know, I'm just going to say it anyway. And afterwards, I realized that was a test. God, I, I know that God was watching my character. He was just watching how I handled that moment. And I didn't handle it well. But you always get to take the test again. So um, to kind of maybe clarify this point just a little bit, how do you know if you're tempted or you're being tested? Sometimes you don't. But remember that temptation is always alluring you into something that is harmful for you. Testing leads you into something better for you. So God tests you in arenas to see if you have the growth, the stamina, the resiliency, the wherewithal, the integrity, the humility, the patience, the gentleness, the kindness, the self-control, whatever it might be, to, to make it through that test, to survive the test. But the enemy tempts you to try to pull you away. There's no, there's no character reward. There's no, there's no end goal here. It's simply just to pull you off course. Let me, uh, let me end with a story here. Uh, my wife and I went through a really difficult season when we got engaged, something that I've shared about here on the podcast before. And, you know, when, when life doesn't go the way you want it to, it's very easy to justify misbehavior. Because, you know, well, God, like, you gave me a sick fiancé, so I'm going to go get mine. Or, you know, it's like, well, my wife or my, my fiancé, um, you know, she can't even, she couldn't even make me dinner if she wanted to. She's not there for me, so, you know, I'm going to go take care of myself. I'm going to go do my thing. I'm going to go, whatever, sleep around, watch porn. I'm going to go drink. I'm going to go eat. I'm going to go binge Netflix. You know, you can fill in your blank here. Very easy to justify. I don't know how exactly, but I just knew that how I handled that season of my life mattered significantly. That I was, I was in a test. And I could see that on the other side of the test was greater humility, greater integrity, and deeper strength of character. But I was also being tempted. Tempted to throw in the towel, tempted to take the easy way out, and tempted to just give myself some reward, some pleasure, because I deserved it because I was going through a hard time. And so I started opening up to people because I knew that's what I needed to do if I was going to make it through that season. Talk to my worship pastor extensively. I have a couple close friends I talk with on a regular basis, some of them every week. So I started talking to them about it, letting them in. Yeah, you know, Shalom and I were having an argument about this. You know, I know it probably sounds like we argue all the time. We rarely argue. Um, but when, they, when we do, they stand out. And that's kind of why I always remember them. Um, but, you know, just, just trying to be really open and transparent, knowing that I was being tested. And I had one prayer. And guys, this is the prayer that, that you should be praying if you know you're being tested. I just prayed, God, make me a better man. Make me a better man. That's all I could pray. I, I wanted to pray for her to get healed. And I did pray for that. And I wanted to pray for, for some wins in life just to feel like things were moving forward. And I did pray for those things. But on, on the days where I couldn't or where I just had a, only a bit of stamina in me to really pray, it was obvious. It was crystal clear what I needed to pray for, that God would make me a better man. And if you're being tested or you're being tempted, the prayer is to be the same for you as well. 
Let's pray that God makes you a better man, the kind of man who can say no to temptation and who can pass the test with flying colors. That's the kind of man he made you to be. And if, if you're in the temptations or you're in the testing, he's just giving you an opportunity to chisel your character, to chisel the person that you become so you can look like the person he made you to be. Hey, much love to you guys. I'm cheering you on. Keep going. You got this. Have an amazing day. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's Thea again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Cynthia Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.